Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a pain-free Friday for us. Dolan, I'm in a son of mahogany. Waxing it up. 100, 200. The bad seed, the broken day, the bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad attitudes, bad day, bad vibe, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Markets by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. They understand that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket mortgage, push button, get mortgage. People dress in plastic bags, direct to traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do bit. All my friends that come around, flash and flash and party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, it's tired, it's tired. My brains are splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855-212-4CBS, our toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money if you switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. So, yeah, uh, Billy O uh, died today, and he uh, he had a rough ending there. Not good. So, uh it was really sad. Uh, for the last, like, three weeks, he was, uh, he didn't eat, right? So he never ate anything, didn't drink anything. He just sat there and whittled away, like nothing you've ever seen before. Like, one day I saw him, and the next day I looked at him, he was like a skeleton. It was crazy seeing it. And, uh, it, you know, the whole thing was like my dad. When my dad died, same thing. You know, one day he had a stroke, and two weeks later he had a heart attack, and then I didn't even know him. Like, I, I didn't even know what I was looking at. So I can tell you that stuff's no fun. Uh, I always tell people, prepare yourself. Uh, it is absolutely just the worst, and you just have to deal with it in life. It is no joke and no laughing matter. It happens to everybody, and I mean to tell you, you better prepare yourself because it hits you like a ton of bricks. And uh, I feel horrible for 34C and her mother. Uh, they were together for a long time, and, uh, you know, over 50 years, so uh, he finally passed today in the afternoon. So I'm gonna, uh, I won't be here Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I'm gonna have uh, wakes and funerals and all kinds of stuff I got to deal with uh, to uh, lay him to rest, and that'll be that. But I made it in here tonight, so nothing I could do about it tonight. So here we go. We dedicate the show to him tonight. Uh, he loved the show, by the way. He was a huge fan of it. When he, uh, when I first started dating his daughter, uh, he was like, I think just checking it out, saying, "What is wrong with this guy? He's insane. We can't have this in our family." And then uh, I think, you know, at, at some point or another, I won him over, and then he certainly never met anyone like me. I was crazy, absolutely crazy, and he, he was like, "What is happening here with my daughter and this guy?" And then the next thing you know, I've been with her for 20 years, and I saw his, you know, the last 20 years of his life. So it was crazy. I knew him to be, you know, totally vibrant and fun, and, you know, snapping back beers. And, uh, I mean, this guy was the coolest. He'd sit and watch games with you and gamble all day and pound beers like nobody's business. 
and he'd hit that vodka too. Like, I mean, he was a champion of all causes. And I mean, this guy was fun. You, it didn't matter what, when, what day it was, whatever. He would party. And uh, and then you know, and then I saw him get Alzheimer's and dementia and and shrink and die. It was just the worst. But it is what it is, and here we go again. I just did it five months ago with my dad. I'm doing it again. This is crazy. Uh, and, you know, I still got more. I got, like, I got his wife. She's old, and uh, her her brother's really old and, and has issues. So, I mean, it is just never-ending, this uh, circle of death and uh, the circle of life. I got to tell you, it's crazy. Anyway, Christopher Price, uh, that's all the depressing news I have for you tonight on the show. I just wanted to get it out of the way early and often. Carver High told me tonight, just get it over with. Let's go. We got we got Shaq to do. Come on. Snap out of it. He's like, you know, what are you going to leave him in his casket? I'm like, I think a six-pack of Bud Light is pretty much, that was kind of his thing. He liked Guinness, too, by the way. Uh, Christopher Price of the Boston Globe will join us here in about seven minutes. We'll talk about the Pats, and we'll talk about the Celtics and the Bruins and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. At 11, uh, we got Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie Eisenberg of CBS Sports and CBS HQ and CBS Sports Radio. You hear his show Saturday nights at 10 right here on the network. He's the fantasy expert, and so uh, all of your bedroom fantasies, uh, all your sex toys. Uh, wait a minute. Oh, this is football? Fantasy football, they're telling me now, we're going to do at the top of the second hour at 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 Pacific. I had that screwed up. I could have sworn it said here, fantasies of all, never mind. I got a, I'm, I got a warped mind, apparently. He's at 11. Start calling at the top of the hour. Do not forget, because they line up and they come in in droves, the fans. The NFL did not waste any time after last night's Brown-Steelers brawl, melee, handing out Miles Garrett indefinite suspensions uh, for the rest of the season and playoffs. Ogan Joby gets one game for that back-jack shove he gave uh, Rudolph. Marquise Pouncey of the Steelers gets three games for beating the crap out of Garrett with sucker punches and kicks. And did the league get it right? We want to hear from you tonight. What did you think of the uh, indefinite suspension and the other suspensions? And what did you think of uh, Rudolph getting nothing? Basically, he got nothing, right, Carver? It looks like he's just going to get fined. There's a bunch of other players who are getting fined by the league as well. It said that in that little memo. Just not suspended. So he must be on the fine list. But 250 grand each for each team, no matter what. That's just for the team. And, is and then they're going to pile on individuals. Individuals will also get piled on with fines. Reports today say more than uh, 24 teams at least will show up uh, in attendance tomorrow in Atlanta for Colin Kaepernick's workout. Will anything come from the big workout? Well, it seems to me if 24 teams are there, they are all piqued their interest, right? So I would guess, I'd be willing to bet one of them is going to give him a job, right? I think he's going to get a job out of this. Like, that's my guess. I, I think the odds are in his favor, to be honest with you. Tell me what you think. Will anything come of it? Big games in the NFL this weekend on pain day, including the Pats and Eagles and Philadelphia and Texans are in the Charm City to take on the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. How about, uh, you know, Watson against Jackson? Is that not the best game of the uh, day Sunday? I think it is. And then you're right, Carver High, Philly and New England as well. Ranked teams in college football this weekend include number four, Georgia at Auburn. That's a good one. And Baylor trying to prove they belong 
in the big time, taking on Oklahoma and Waco. Can Baylor keep their undefeated season alive? Are you willing to bet on Baylor tomorrow, Carver High? I would love to see Baylor win this game tomorrow. But you're not feeling it. I'm just, I really need to see it. I will be rooting for them tomorrow night. Right. I don't know if I can bet on them, but I'll be rooting for them. All right, Christopher Price is up first from the Boston Globe on a pain-free Friday on a bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS to get on the bench. Uh, Chris Price is with the Boston Globe. He joins us on the bench to talk about everything Boston. How you doing there, Christopher? I'm doing great, Scotty. How you doing, man? My man, everything's good. Uh, so let's start with the uh, Pats-Eagles game. You know, in the past, uh, they, you know, obviously – uh, they're the best team in the NFL now going on whatever, two decades. It's just total domination. We we understand all that. But the thing is, like, do you remember when, like, the Giants beat them in the Super Bowl a couple times, and it seemed like that even in games, whether it was preseason or regular season, if they ever met again, which they did a, a few times, they would always have problems with the New York Giants. Do you think that uh, after losing to Philadelphia, any of that same uh, smell is is sifting out of there where they would uh, have another problem with this Eagles team like they did the Giants? Or do you think they can handle their business in Philly? I think there's the chance of a little bit of that post-Super Bowl residue lingering with this one when you're talking about a Patriots game plan going up against this Philadelphia team. But I don't think it's going to be an overriding thing. I think – So many of the guys on both sides of the ball have changed over the last couple of years. There's been so much personnel turnover. Look, both of these teams do what they do, and they do it really well. But I don't think that, you know, as you mentioned, I think the Giants might have been in the Patriots' head a little bit there for a few years. I don't think there's that same sort of template when you're talking about the Eagles going up against the Patriots this time around. Do you think that, um, you know, they? uh, it really is incredible how they could, like, go and lose a Super Bowl that was so unbelievable. That was a great game. And then to to just wash it off and then go back and win another one, uh, to me is what shows the greatness of the franchise, that they could just wash their hands of it and then get back to work and get back to business and then handle their business and win it against the Rams. When everybody was selling you that uh, McVay was a genius, I've always said there's only one genius in the NFL and there's only one great, truly great coach, and that's Belichick. It is amazing how they just turned it right around and went and won another one. Yeah, exactly, too. I think one of the weirdest things in all of professional sports, Scott, I wonder if you agree with me on this, is that the, the team that loses the Super Bowl every year, the following year, they struggle for whatever reason, you know, whether it's injury, whether it's, you know, personnel, whatever the case may be, the Patriots were able to kind of flip that narrative on its head last year. As you mentioned, they're coming back after losing the Super Bowl to the Eagles, they come back, they beat the Rams again, as you said, with all the hype behind the Rams and McVay and one of the great offenses that we've seen over the last couple of years. To hold them to single digits in that game was nothing short of remarkable. But, yeah, I think one of the things that they do better than anyone else, win, lose, whatever the case may be, Belichick closes the door on the previous season. There is no mention of it. There is no talk of it. And the the focus is always moving forward. I know it's kind of corny, it's kind of a cliche, but it's really true and it really works for this franchise. So, do you uh, do you feel uh, confident in the way they're uh, you know blending Sanu into this mix? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think that Mohamed Sanu, quite honestly, has a chance to be remembered ultimately as one of the great uh, midseason offensive pickups 
of this team. He immediately entered what we call Tom Brady's circle of trust after 10 catches against the Ravens, went to him in crunch time on a number of occasions, and he's a guy who just seems to understand it. He's a guy who, who knows what Brady needs, or at least you know, pub, or at least publicly, privately, whatever the case may be, has appeared to know what Brady needs, where he needs to be to get the ball in, in optimal situations. So, yeah, I, I think Sanu has done very, very well. Look, you know, we're only a couple games into his New England career, but there are guys up and down the locker room raving about what he's been able to do. And I think if you can bring a guy like that in and rely on him down the stretch and into the postseason, that does wonders for, for a Patriots offense that's been a little bit up and down over the course of the first, you know, nine games. Chris Price with us, Boston Globe, great paper. Do you think um... – you know, the loss to the Ravens, uh, it, it, it really was stunning because they were down like 17-13 at one point or something like that, and then it just kind of unraveled. How much um, do you feel that they are, you know, problematic for them moving forward to get through the uh, AFC? Because obviously they still hold that one, and they would be at Gillette, which means a, a divisional semi that they always win and get to the title game. How much are they worried behind the scenes of what Lamar Jackson was able to do to them? I think Lamar Jackson really presents an interesting challenge for this defense. One of the best defenses that I've seen that this Patriots team has had over the last, you know, 20 years or so. Um, you know, the, the, the multitude of talents that he brings to the field on a fairly consistent basis, I, I think will make him a, a, a very difficult to, a very difficult opponent for the Patriots if they face him again. But, you know, to your point, if they get the game in Gillette, if they are home, you have to feel good about where you are as a New England fan. Now, that being said, of course, when you look at the teams that have come into Gillette and won playoff games, the Ravens have done it twice. And so if there's a franchise out there that's really not afraid of New England in the big games in January, it's Baltimore. So right now, man, look, I, I, I got to say, you know, there's a lot of football between now and January. These are the two best teams in the AFC. And, and I know that a lot of people pick Kansas City. And Kansas City could still get on a roll. The home's coming back in Houston with Deshaun Watson. You know, but right now, these are the two best teams in the AFC. And I think everyone would like to see the two best teams in the AFC eventually, you know, advance to the to, to play against each other in late January. I can't buy Kansas City, Chris, because of that defense of theirs. It's like, yeah. it's like butter. I mean, teams are cutting through them like butter. I mean, honestly, it's like Thanksgiving dinner. They're just like, it's, it's so easy to do things against them. Uh, that, you know, when you see a team that's supposedly so good and they have that weak-ass defense, teams with weak-ass defenses don't win the Super Bowl and, and don't get to the Super Bowl. So let's move on. I want to ask you about uh, a couple other things. Uh, the, the Bruins with another huge win uh, in Toronto tonight. In my opinion, they own the, the Leafs. The Leafs will never win a Stanley Cup as long as the Boston Bruins are in business. And they did it again tonight up there, and they're in first, and they are once again one of the best teams in the NHL without a doubt. Yeah, they, they are. There's no doubt there. I think that it's, if, you're, if you're a Bruins fan, you're definitely consoled by the fact that this is a team that managed to bounce back tonight, again, against a team that they always seem to handle. But look, they were in a situation where they needed a win. They, you know, they, were, they were a little sluggish, a little inconsistent over the last week plus. They lost a couple games they, quite frankly, should have won, including one against Florida earlier in the week that ended up in a shootout. Um, but things appear to be recalibrated with that Bruins team. And, and, and again, this is a team that, like you said before, they got off to a great start. They, they always seem to have Toronto's number. 
Uh, it, right now, it's all about stacking success, going on tonight's win, building on that moving forward, and being able to get back to where they need to be, specifically where they were about a week or so ago. Uh, Chris Price with us uh, from the Boston Globe, great writer. Do you think uh, that uh, Kyrie Irving, when he left there, obviously when he was there, it got kind of weird. I, I thought in the end he kind of melted down on him and just kind of kind of gave up. Like, it was like he was, I, I don't know, mood, you know, they talk about moody and all this other, but it seemed to me like he was like, I'm out of here. Now he's in uh, Brooklyn. He's filling it up, et cetera, whatever. But bottom line is Kemba Walker went in there. He's dropping 25 a game. And I, my question to you is how quickly did they forget about Kyrie Irving and just pick up with Kemba and say, screw him. They're 9-1 and going into this game with the Warriors tonight. It starts any minute now out in the – Bay Area in San Francisco, the Celtics really have been an incredible story because no one saw it 9-1 and one coming. No, I, I agree with you there. Two things that, that, that I want to get off my chest about the Celtics here. First of all, we ran a poll at BostonGlobe.com earlier this week saying who's been the MVP at the early start, and we listed Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Marcus right. Smart, and then other, and we got an awful lot of votes for other, specifically Kyrie Irving with the idea of addition by subtraction, the idea that Kyrie is no longer there. A lot of those young guys are not walking on eggshells around him like they were the last couple of years. And this is a team that really gets along. They love playing with each other. The other thing, the second thing, they have five games out West right now. They, 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 they start a five, as you mentioned, they start a five game road trip right. out West. They play the Warriors tonight. If they can get through that stretch, you know, the Warriors obviously are not the, you know, the Warriors of old, but they still have games against, you know, Denver and the Clippers, a couple of really difficult challenges. If they can get through that stretch over 500, if they can go 3-2 and two with no Gordon Hayward in the lineup, they have to feel really good about where they are. Aside from the 9-1 and one start, aside from what they got from Kemba, if they can come home with a successful road trip, then I think a lot of people around the NBA are going to start to take notice of this. That's very interesting that Ka that uh, Kyrie's the most valuable uh, Celtic because of his leaving made him <laughs> made him better. I, I didn't know they were all stressed out by him because uh, you've heard about you know so many things about him and so many rumors and so many controversies and they blame him for everything, wins, losses, whatever. To see that, I actually believe it. I think they are showing like uh, less stress playing and that they're actually moving the ball, moving each other, you know, pick and roll like crazy, getting around back door cuts. They just look better. Smart behind the back passes. And I just think they've looked fantastic. Last question I got for you. What did you think of uh, Ben Charrington getting the Pirates job? Uh, and and because that guy, he won a World Series up there. And then they, you know, I guess – thought he lost his mojo or something and then yeah. do are they gonna deal bets it sounds like they are the the big the big story up here this week our guy pete abraham wrote a story saying what if the Patriots? i'm sorry what if the red sox thought about dealing mookie bets to new york thought about dealing mookie bets to the yankees for for some of their good young talent for some of their young arms the other the other deal that i think would be absolutely fascinating would be dealing mookie bets to the mets for someone like a Jacob DeGrom type, someone like a, you know, get, getting another young arm, getting another talented young arm, getting a pitcher, getting a couple of bats. Um, there's a lot of talk up here because, quite frankly, you're going to have to do one or the other. With J.D. Martinez opting in for 2020, you're not going to be able to afford to pay J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts what they're worth. Now, the other, op the other possibility here is J.D. Martinez opts in, and then they end up trading him somewhere. So I, I have a feeling we have a lot more chapters to go 
in what could be a very compelling offseason for this Red Sox. I think that's a great idea to trade bats to the Mets because they're stupid enough to fall for it and give you DeGrom. I mean, if you're going <laughs> to trade him, trade him to somebody stupid. Uh, how, how do you think Charrington will do in Pittsburgh? I think he's going to do. Well. I think he's going to do really well. I, I think that there was a lot of belief around here that he fundamentally inherited, you know, Theo's team, and that was, you know, why he ended up winning the way he did. But but he's a, he's a he's a, a smart guy. He is a guy who is really good when it comes to player evaluation. He's a guy who should fit in very nicely with the Pirates. Chris, great stuff tonight. I love your uh, work and have a great weekend, man. Thanks for coming on the bench. We'll catch up soon. My pleasure, Scotty. Take care. All right, Christopher Price with the Boston Globe. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, make sure you sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com. It's taken over. The best site for picks. Everybody knows it. Top shelf results. You hear people calling the show all the time. Pharrell, all you do is make me fat stacks. Killer price. Unequal football snags. Last week, again, 63% winners in college. Football, 60% of my spreads covered. Top 10, and five of the 10 weeks in pro football in the 70% bracket, 79, 77, 71 twice, and a 70. No one can argue with the results. It's as simple as uh, pie. I mean, my uh, college rack, NBA, NHL, our fights, boxing and MMA, it's sickening. It, It is actually sickening what we're doing. So if you don't sign up, you lose. If you do sign up, you already know what happens. It's fat stack time. Hide the money from your wife, PharrellOnTheBench.com. All right, there you go. So uh, I'm watching uh, Boston and the Warriors who seldom come out to play. It's a shame they're on television every night, too, with that crappy team they got. It really is embarrassing. You'd think they'd just flip them right off and pick another game. But it is what it is. At least I got to watch Kemba fill it up because you know he's going to do it in this game. And then I'm watching uh, San Diego State and Fresno State in college football out in San Diego. Good evening, San Diego, La Jolla, Del Mar. And then uh, that's a great game, 10-7 Aztecas. And then uh, I think there's uh, more college football, actually, tonight, uh, Mafia. There was uh, two games, I believe, of significance. This one and one other one. And then the other game is... uh, I should be able to get it here in about 10 minutes with the 1984 computers we use here. Marshall beat Louisiana Tech 31-10. I hit that game. How do you like that? The upset with 8-1 uh, and one Louisiana Tech falling tonight. I hit that Marshall in Huntington, West Virginia. Nice win for the Herd, 31-10. to 10. And this game, Fresno was out 7-zip, and then uh, San Diego State 10 unanswered to get back in it. I'm watching that game. I got a little NBA rack going. And don't forget, top of the hour, call to talk to Jamie Eisenberg with Fantasy Mafia. Being the crappy teams on TV, the Sixers about to lose their fifth out of seven to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Boy, I took Oak City tonight with the spread. I, I don't uh, – This I, team's supposed to win it all. They're supposed to win the contenders in the East, right? Yeah, the, well, I mean, you know what happens. You go on a road, and it's basically uh, hotel time and don't care about the games, right? You just go through the motions. Uh, sure, because all five games that they will lose out of these seven are all on the road. They won against the Trailblazers, then lost – in Phoenix, in Utah, in Denver, went home and won two, and then lost in Orlando, and are going to lose in OKC now. Yeah, the loss in Orlando was embarrassing, and then uh, this one tonight. But, you know, I like the Thunder getting the three in that game tonight. They're up 126-119. Chris Paul's got 27, eight boards, and five dimes. The guy can still play. Uh, I did not think he wanted to play with James Harden. Bottom line, right? 
You know, uh, everybody loves watching James Harden ISO hero ball, right? But have you ever seen anything like how that guy, I mean, he just scores at will and his teams never get it done. Is that not the weirdest thing, how he just lights it up? So it's like a, uh, a show every night. You get to watch him score at will the whole night for 48 minutes, right? And then at the end of the season, teams beat him in the playoffs because you can't win with one guy that does what he does. You just have one guy that scores and nobody else does anything. And then everybody keeps trying to sell you that Gordon and and uh, Tucker and Capella and the rest of them will, you know, make the difference. It's just not true. Bottom line is, I won't deny that that Gordon can shoot threes decently and so can Tucker decently. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is that beyond Harden, they suck. Right? Is that not about accurate? They don't get it done ever. Ever. Now, people are trying to sell me that this team's going to win the championship. Are you kidding me? Like, listening to this, is it makes me want to hurl because they never get it done. Ever. I mean, is that not the truth in the matter? Do you honestly think, Mafia, that the Rockets of all teams can go win an NBA championship with one guy doing all the scoring? No, I don't. Because not only is it just one guy doing all the scoring, it's the fact that the one thing that they severely lacked that cost them they got worsened in that trade. As whatever you want to say about Chris Paul, your boy Gelt said it the other night. He was the only guy that really cared about defense on that team. And I know it's a Mike D'Antoni team, so who cares about defense? It's running gun. Let's score as much as we can. But when it comes down to the playoffs, you have to get stops. That's why the Spurs dominated for so long. That's why the Warriors, as good as they were offensively, were able to win all those titles because they could shut teams down with the guys they had, like Draymond, KD, the length that they had, the defense that they had, Klay Thompson. They could stop people. Houston has never been able to stop anybody, and now they're even worse on defense. Houston covered tonight. They beat the Pacers 111-102. I went for it with the Pacers. They'd been uh, really hot. They'd won like, um, you know, I don't know what it was going into the game. They had won like seven of eight or something like that. They had really been playing great. It was seven of eight. And then they finally lose to the Rockets, and, and Harden had 44. Same old story. This is no different. This isn't. Oh, you see, you're wrong, Pharrell, because the Rockets won tonight. I'm talking about they always win. I mean, they're 9-3, and three, they're 5-1 and one at home. They always win when it doesn't matter. Is that not fair to say? Like, when it matters, what happens to Harden? He'll still have his 50, and they, and they don't win because nobody else can keep up with him on the team. You know, you get one guy having 48 points, everybody else has six that's what happens on our team, Mafia. When Brendan has 35 points and everybody else has four, it's a hard way to win. You got to get every – I've always told you, do I not tell you every time, we, if we get four or five guys in double figures, nobody can beat us. Right, and you see that, you know, not just in him either. We talked about that with the Nets, with Kyrie. When he has a game where he scores 40, 50 points and has three assists, they lose. If he has a game where he scores 30 points and has nine, 10, 12 assists – Suddenly they win. They win. There's a big difference in just having a guy that scores all the time or a guy that got, makes his team better while scoring. So that Thunder win is 127-119, uh, but they're still struggling. They're 5-7. and seven. The Grizzlies are 5-7. and seven. They beat the Jazz tonight, 107-106. Uh, I wanted to look at that game, too, because I took Memphis plus 7. That was a nice cover. Oak City plus 3, nice cover. And then uh, Minnesota got whacked by the Wizards. I didn't see that coming. 137-116. They're 3-7, and seven, the Wizards, with the win. Magic over the Spurs. 
by uh, two, 111-109. I had, uh, I had Magic winning on the money line, and I had San Antonio plus three and a half with a double cover. Hornets, 109-106 over the Pistons. I took Charlotte to win and plus three double cover. And then I'm rocking with the uh, Celtics tonight. They're down 16-8 to the Warriors. And the Kings lead the Lakers 13-6 out of the gates at Staples. And la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-
So, and Paul George is playing again, 33 in his first game back, and he said he sucked. Jeez, I wish I had 33 every night and sucked like that, honestly. Uh, once they get him going with Kyrie, they're going to be lethal. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 